You're listening to Radio Influence. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, students, and entire cities in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. Now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. Hey, my name is Seth, Jim's sidekick and producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. So, Jim, I got an email last night that said, I have an idea. (laughs) So what's on your mind? Well, I have a lot on my mind, but I want to do just a little bit of housekeeping before we start. I was at a party over the weekend, a Christmas party, and someone that listens to our podcast, they came up to me and said, why doesn't Seth use his last name? And I, and my immediate answer was, well, he's kind of like Cher and Madonna. You know, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's just Seth. But I, I think the thing I forgot to tell him, you're actually in the witness protection uh, program, <laughs> uh, hiding out somewhere in Wisconsin. But. Yeah, which is now now not going as well. Now that you know that's that's out on <laughs> it's okay. nationwide. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Seth, what a great time of year. Holidays, Christmas music, uh, Christmas movies. Uh, there's so many good ones. There's so many old ones that uh, conjure up all kinds of memories of family and friends. You've got a newborn baby, uh, just a couple of months old, been on Earth 60 days. I mean, whoa. So that's your first Christmas. Uh, it's my second Christmas. My grandson, he actually said, Papa. He's calling me Papa. And, and I went, wow, and he repeated wow. So he's like a little minor bird, uh, which I reminded uh, my daughter and son-in-law, uh, no F-bombs, no, <laughs> uh, you better be careful. They, it could be repeated. Uh, it's but it's, a, record, it's yeah. a, an exciting time. It's a time for kids, definitely. Uh, but it's a time of giving. It's a time of joy. And, you know, it's America's most positive podcast. So it's a time of being extremely positive. But I will tell you what's on my mind. I've had several conversations in the last week with individuals uh, who have admitted to me anger, anger at this time of year, Um, angry because 2018 didn't go their way, angry because shoulda, coulda, woulda, Uh, they wish they had done something different, angry at themselves, angry at uh, a boss. So I've seen anger, and we know that's prevalent just in society in general. And and then yesterday, I I had a discussion, a deep discussion with someone uh, about loneliness. And I I never expected this person to volunteer that she's lonely because she's very outgoing. She has a lot of friends, uh, business very successful. Um, But she said, I'm very, very lonely. And, and I started pondering, even though it's the most positive time of year for so many, it's also a 
a negative time of year for a lot of people because uh, your loved ones are no longer here. Um, your best friend had passed away. Uh, you've lost a parent uh, maybe five years ago, but every holiday, uh, the loss of them and what you had, and uh, maybe even you have guilt, uh, but people can really get depressed during this time of year. So if you have people around you and you know that uh, they have had trauma, they've had tragedy in their life uh, with the passing of a loved one or, or a best friend, um, not everybody's going to be in a festive mood and not everybody you see is going to be happy. And uh, do your best not to judge people. Uh, if they're not just ho, 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 happy. I, I really get it. And even though we're after the emotions of positivity and focus and optimism and belief, hopefulness and uh, uh, faith, uh, there are people that have worry and anxiety and fear. It's real. It's prevalent. Uh, it's transitioning from one year, whether it was good or negative, into the unknown uh, of a new year in 2019. So I know a lot of people are having challenges. And, and I just want to say that anger can be very good. There's good anger and there's bad anger. And bad anger is obviously, uh, and first of all, I, w I want to say that anger is never the first emotion. We've all been angry. I mean, I, you, you get jealous, uh, you get frustrated, you get embarrassed, possibly. Uh, you get impatient. It builds up. And if you don't do anything about it and understand and you're not fully aware of those emotions kind of percolating under the surface, uh, they can erupt in a volcano of uh, negative energy. And that's why anger is never the first emotion. But I found that negative feelings left unexpressed will turn into negative actions. Negative feelings left unexpressed, and if you really keep replaying them over and over again, eventually that can turn into negative actions. So it's okay to be angry as long as that anger is not directed in a destructive way to another person. It's definitely not directed in a negative way internally against yourself. Uh, but anger is okay to let out that emotion, have a little short outburst, and, um, and uh, hopefully that anger motivates you and inspires you to get you off the couch and I'm going to read the blueprint book, enough is enough, and I'm tired of my... Uh, uh, life not not being simple and not being balanced. So I I think that's a good anger, and and um, and then there's also crying. I've cried, Seth, quite a bit. I don't know why. You know, my mother used to just blubber up all the time when she was happy or when she was sad. I I wrote the first so uh, remnants of a a little song. Don't you cry when you're happy? Don't you cry when you're sad? When the winner comes a loser or the good guy turns to bad. And, you know, I, I see a movie and uh, uh, there's always a fourth quarter bummer in every movie. And then the good guy turns out uh, with the whatever it is and uh, that's positive. And I always tear up. And 
you know, I was trained in Appalachia, Eastern Kentucky, big boys don't cry. And that's not true. And it's okay to cry. You need to let those emotions out. And um, so it, it is a tough time. It is a, an emotional time. And you don't have to just box up your emotions. Have a good cry. Uh, it's okay to be sad. And uh, everybody goes, wow, the score system, Jim's really saying to, to be sad. It's okay to have that emotion, contain it. And when you do feel sadness, you do feel alone. You do start feeling, you know, I'm, I'm not happy here. I'm angry. Um, what do you do? I think the first thing is to own it and understand how it came about. Uh, that way you can avoid repeating it. And then I think rebooting, turning your brain off at that moment, clearing your mind, uh, meditation, that's a great uh, ang- anger buster. And, uh, and then replace it. Replace it with an image of something that you want. And, and if you've lost someone, and, and this is a time where alone you grieve, um, celebrate that person's life for almost 25,000 days I have celebrated the life of Brian Judd he was my best friend he died I'm 15 and he was the funniest human being we laughed about crazy stuff we were nuts 15 year olds and our imaginations were nuts and man I miss him I still miss him and this time of year I still get that lonely loneliness that my best friend's not there. But, you know, I, I made up my mind, I'm going to honor him. In fact, I had a voice that came to me while I'm holding him in my arms. And I don't know if it was imagined. I don't know, even know if it was real or not. Uh, but that voice seemed to be coming from him. And it basically said, never have a bad day again. And I, I've made up my mind that day. And it was November 8th, 1965, so it was right around this time. Obviously, we were a month past that, a little more. And um, that I'm going to be positive every day to honor my best friend. I'm going to laugh, and I'm going to smile, and I know he's smiling down. And, and so if you are feeling loneliness, you're, you are having these challenges, smile, celebrate, celebrate a great life, and, and, um, and then give. You know, give your energy to other people. And uh, I think if you start giving, if you start picturing positive things that you want, and you start celebrating everything uh, that you're about, I think it's going to help you through tough times. So you can replace the thoughts that are negative, that are conjuring up these feelings that you don't want to hold on too long. Uh, you can replace it with something positive and uh Definitely a good smile on your face will do it. You know, Jim, actually, before you and I had ever met, I, I did what sometimes you do before you go meet somebody. I Googled you. So uh, an article in Esquire magazine is actually one of the first things that popped up. And I remember reading an interview that you'd done where you said, you know, no bad days, none. And uh, you, you even talked about losing your parents. And you said that, you know, on those days, you celebrated their lives. And I remember thinking, huh, that's just a... I don't remember judging it one way or the other. I just remember thinking, well, that's a that's a pretty strong statement right there. Well, you, you know, Seth, it, it's life is short. We we all know that. We've all had someone that uh, 
was not in our life uh, as long as we would like for them be. And uh, it, it, it's just part of life. It, it is short. And if you really go in a helicopter up above your life on the highest macro level, we're all humans, all souls having human experiences. And we're all blessed souls having these unbelievable human experiences. Some of the experiences are traumatic. Some are hysterically funny. Uh, some are hysterical, period. Uh, but it's all these experiences that make us human and, and make us who we are. And, uh, and the key is, you know, when negative things happen to good people, uh, it's what good people do with it. And um, I'm not saying to embrace it, and I'm not saying to welcome negative things, but when it does happen, uh, deal with it. And if it conjures up some negative feelings, you're okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to every now and then have a little pang of loneliness. And, uh, and it's okay to have some anger. Again, negative feelings left unexpressed turn into negative actions. Uh, but the key is um, to not have it negative with other people and not harbor it over and over in a negative way with yourself. At some point, you have to let it go. You have to release it. And... Uh, uh, you have to say next. And I love that we're doing this next, uh, you know, because we, we talk about the score system in a lot of different settings, a lot of different elements. But one of those elements is, is that the score system is really a system of thinking that frees you from just getting stuck into whatever thing just happened, that your thoughts don't have to be dictated by the fender bender, by the bad decision, by the coach, by the boss, you know, being really unreasonable that day. And then you got to take it home into your marriage all that stuff, uh, it, it's harder to just will yourself out of that stuff. It's much easier when you understand the score system and understand the individual elements to get back to your true self. Yeah, I remember in, in a parking garage, I'm, I'm on my cell phone, which, uh, you know, I spend a lot of minutes on my cell phone, uh, six, 7,000 minutes a month, which is nuts. And, uh, but it is what it is. And I, I'm in a parking garage, downtown Chicago, uh, whining my way. My, my wife's in the passenger seat. And um, by not paying attention to my driving and paying more attention to a client, uh, the brand new car from the very front to the very back bumper scraped up against the concrete abutments inside the garage. Oh. And you could hear it. You could hear the grinding. Uh, I didn't see any sparks, but I imagine there may have been. And from the very front to the very back on the passenger side, I am grinding the side, the paint, completely off the car. And, of course, my wife's freaking out. Uh, I am acting like everything's good, everything's cool. I'm talking to my client. They don't need to know my little challenge that I'm having right now. And I remember finally getting to the parking spot, a very top floor, and I got out of the car and walked to, toward the elevator. My wife goes, you cannot believe this. You need to see that. And I said, I will never, ever, ever, ever see the right side of my car messed up. It's not going to happen. And she yells out that you're nuts. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, maybe I was. And anyway, we went and shopped. And, and, and we actually went to a meeting. We came back and I got in the car. I, I did. She wanted me to look at it. And you're not going to believe what you've done, which I did. And, and then um, I went and uh, 
dropped her off uh, eventually at the house. I drove to the auto body uh, shop where we meet by accident. That should have been their logo. And and uh, and uh, I walked in and uh, flipped the guy the keys. I, I knew him. Unfortunately, I'd been there before. <laughs> and uh, I never saw it. And it, it was, and I, you know, my thinking is, what am I going to do about it? Uh, don't cry over spilt milk. Uh, you know, that's a lesson we've all learned. And it's, it's based on the premise that, you know, the best in the world, in whatever it is, their sport, their business, the best in the world, they only go into the past for analysis and evaluation. And obviously, I went into the past real quickly, and it was pretty simple. Stay off your cell phone when you're trying to drive. You know, there's the lesson. And, okay, I got it. What can I do about uh, the wreck? Um, pay the deductible and and uh, take it to get it fixed. Next, you know, it cost me a deductible. My uh, uh, not paying attention to what I was doing because I thought I was the multitasker. And... Um, and world champions only go into the future for planning, tactics, and strategy. Otherwise, they're locked into the moment, fully uh, engrossed, looking people in the eye, being present. And that's the one thing that's missing. And this time of year, present. And that's not just the ones wrapped under a tree. It's present. Be present. Go to the, go to the malls. Go see what's going on. People running like crazy in the future, in the past, looking their list, uh, checking what they need to do. Slow down. Slow down. You'll get it done. Relax. Get your breathing down to six to eight breaths a minute. And if you have some thoughts of little negativity, be aware of it and flip it around. Reverse it. Replace it with what you want. Do not dwell on what you don't want. Don't put that on a loop. Replay it over and over again. That's what conjures up those negative feelings in a cauldron that eventually can explode. And, and then also remember, by being in the present, you're going to encounter so many people that are not in the present. They're in the past. They're in the future. Look them in the eye. That'll bring them back into the present really quickly. Look people in the eye long enough to discern eye color, hug a lot, smile a lot, laugh a lot, and let's get into the holiday spirit. Hopefully you've been in it for some time, but you know, why why not be in this spirit every day? Never have a bad day. That doesn't mean you can't have a bad moment. That doesn't mean that bad things don't happen to good people, extreme positive people, but good people that understand it They adjust, they adapt, but they always adhere to their core principles and uh, they get back on track. So success in life is getting up one more time, even from a negative thought, uh, even when negative actions come from the outside. Ho, 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 it's a great time uh, to be alive. I know there's a lot going on in the world, but... uh, Right now, it's a time for family. It's for friends. Make a list of someone you know that you may not give a gift to because you may not know them that well. So exchanging gifts is not on the agenda. 
But maybe there's somebody that you need to reach out. So unhinge your jaw, clear your mind, go blank, have a little meditation. And before you have a clear mind, uh, uh, the chaos will be running. Let the chaos flow in your mind and until you can get it down to just no thoughts. And then ask one question of yourself. Who do I need to contact? Who needs a helping hand? Who needs an old friend to reach out? And um, whatever's on that list, call them. Send them an email. Send them a text. Reach out to them and wish them an awesome, awesome holiday. Hey, when we put these elements together and when we stay in the present, amazing things happen. The score yeah, system yeah, brings that, about amazing things. Yeah, that's where the zone is, uh, Seth, that purposeful, calm feeling where nothing can go wrong. And I, I will tell you, uh, good things happen not only in the arena that you're in where you're having the zone in business or in life, uh, but you'll find that there's spillage into other arenas. I, I had one athlete go from like 600 in the world. Uh, he had dropped so low because of injury. And he catapulted, catapulted his career to eight in the world in 30 days. Pretty amazing. This is on the tennis circuit. Uh, but not coincidentally, he not only ascended uh, into the top 10 in the world from sub, such a, a depth of uh, despair at 600, he also met his future wife. And life was good. So all the arenas... Uh, got into a zone state, and that's exactly what happened with uh, Bears uh, tackle Charles Leno Jr. Uh, shout out to uh, the Bears who uh, won the NFC North title uh, recently against uh, Aaron Rodgers, the dreaded Green Bay Packers, knocked the pack out of the playoffs. Uh, we don't, you know, as a Bears fan, we we don't do that very often. Uh, but after the game, the the offensive lineman. Uh, he decided to gamble his good feeling of winning uh, with the old time-honored tradition of putting his girlfriend on the spot at a f- sporting event in front of TV cameras, thousands and thousands of people. He actually got down on one knee and proposed on the field. Uh, that's pretty uh, risky, don't you think? Especially if she <laughs> said, are you serious? No way. I just like you as a friend. But uh, she definitely accepted and... Um, they hugged, and uh, so uh, Leno's read was right. Uh, his big day got even bigger. Uh, so Charles Leno Jr., yeah, the Bears are in the zone, but you and your entire family in the zone. Kudos to you. You know what? And that is an amazing example. We're, one of the themes of this episode is staying in the present. You've really got to be in the present if you're going to propose after such a key game in your career. Well, and he obviously knew he was going to do it. He had the ring out prepared. So he knew after the game, I'm doing this no matter what. Uh, can you imagine the scenario if the Bears had gotten blitzed like 40 to nothing and he had seven penalties? I wonder, I wonder, wonder, <laughs> wonder uh, how his proposal would have been. But uh, the zone, the zone is the zone. And it's contagious. And uh, so it was a good celebration. And the interesting thing about the proposal, uh, they had a little prayer circle with uh, his teammates right before he did the proposal and right after the game concluded. His uh, teammates were so happy for him. You could see the joy on their face, not just for the win, but uh, for the big guy uh, 
uh, having this momentous moment in front of everybody and sharing it with everyone. Absolutely. We got to jump over the NBA and talk about Paul George. One of the most obvious examples of being in the zone, which you describe as that purposeful, calm feeling where nothing can go wrong. If you're not missing shots at all, then you are truly in the zone. Uh, recent, uh, unfortunately, I hate to say, recent victory over the Chicago Bulls. He actually went six for six and did not miss in the second quarter period. And actually for the month is averaging 28 and a half points, eight rebounds and 4.4 assists a game, including four, 44% from the three point range, kind of hovering just under the triple double range on a lot of the nights. That's in the zone. And the feeling uh, around him, uh, that, that was the wildest part. There was no doubt by his teammates. So they were feeding him the ball. They knew. In fact, at one moment when he went in for a drive, uh, Westbrook, you know, his running mate, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, literally uh, put his uh, both biceps up in a show of strength as if he did it. But uh, his zone performance, uh, kudos to him, very, very contagious. And uh, looks like uh, Paul George is on his way to an all-star berth with with these kind of performances, and he's been a perennial all-star, but uh, he's right back where he's been, maybe even at another level. We're not going to be negative, but maybe we're going to just lean ever so slightly that way to set this story up. Jim, you may be in the minority here. Have you ever actually had an Amazon package stolen off of your doorstep? Unfortunately, it's something that happens. I, I have not. Okay. I have not. That's good. You, the traffic kind of around where you live is, there's not a lot of people driving through, so that's probably helped you out in not getting packages stolen. But unfortunately, it is common. Sometimes Amazon I, It's the stolen. machine gun turret on the top of the house. <laughs> yeah, with a sniper. But yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a former NASA scientist named Mark Rober that just had had enough. He had just had enough. Somebody was stealing his Amazon packages, and it took him months to devise a situation that he thought would, would solve it permanently. It, it sounds like he had a lot uh, too much time on his hands. He needs to get back to NASA, but it, <laughs> it, this was on his own. Yeah, and by, I don't know how he had this time because, you know, they did just send a, an unmanned mission to Mars, so you'd think he'd be pretty busy. In his free time... It took him months to create an Amazon-like box that, when you opened it, would explode with glitter and capture the whole thing in video with cameras inside the box and transmit it back to him. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Happy holidays! Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. And so, uh, the thief, when he opens the package, he gets shocked by the glitter everywhere. Uh, And now, his image... Uh, and and location of where he is probably because of the phones. He's got a little GPS tracker. This guy's in trouble. This guy's caught. Yeah, I, I would say his career in that area is over now. Jim, I'm going to take a little He's bit of caught glitter handed. <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here from our our show prep for just about two minutes, uh, and just want to make sure you didn't have any packages stolen because I actually have a, a strange request for one of your keynotes in 2019. I'm giving you permission to step on my head in a keynote. You're <clears throat> all right. Let me, let me, you're giving me permission to step on your head with your foot, with, with my foot during a keynote presentation. Is that in front of other people? That's, that's in front of other people. I'm going to let you pick the keynote. Uh, unfortunately, shipping got behind. So I was hoping these would arrive and now I know they won't be stolen. Uh, as a celebration of what we've been able to accomplish this year, 
I put our faces on a pair of socks. Oh no! Oh <laughs> so no! That's a that that's a mock-up. That's not our actual faces. But uh, you know, if you could just take the show into one keynote, you now have Jim and Seth socks to show the audience. Right? Wow! <laughs> wow! Both of our faces. Both of our faces. They may think we're a couple, <laughs> it's, which is, I guess, it's okay. It's 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 okay. And wow, I've got your face literally on my socks yes (laughs) (laughs) well thank you very much and thanks for not making it underwear (laughs) i appreciate that it sucks oh my goodness seth you are a crazy person absolutely nuts uh wow thank you seth i i think thank you i can't i am wearing those i i've got a keynote coming up at the beginning of the year i'm going to be down in fort lauderdale I'm going to be doing the big breakfast uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, In fact, I have three talks, and I'm going to wear those socks. Even though maybe I shouldn't wear socks. It's in South Florida, but I'm wearing them. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you, Seth. You are welcome. That's uh, wow. That's that, the audience won't see that coming. I can guarantee you. I am going to step on your head, literally, uh, in my socks. Hey, let's talk about one of those moments where you don't have time to think. This is one of the key pieces of the score system, right? Not overthinking. British surfer caught a 100-foot wave. Uh, His name's Tom Butler. It looks like this is the world record. This is one of those cases where there are certain things that that kind of it's assumed can't be done, like the four-minute mile, and then somebody goes and does it. Catch a wave. I've been sitting on top of the world. I, I, you know, think about 100 feet. You know, go out uh, in front of your house and uh, look up to what 100 feet is. That's tsunami-esque uh, uh, wave. Uh, obviously, the risk of uh, perishing is, uh, is there. That is amazing, number one, uh, to even think about it. Uh, but to visualize it. And here's what he said about his 100-foot ride uh, on this uh, wave. Time kind of slows down. It's instinct, really. I was doing everything to hold my balance, and that is one of the characteristics of the zone, that time slows down. Uh, Your eyes double, triple shutter speed. His skin sensitivity, no doubt in my mind, was heightened. Uh, The blood from his stomach was completely diverted before he even caught the ride to the rest of his body, his uh, large muscles, his uh, thighs, his his buttocks, uh, the back muscles, his arms. Uh, That's so he has incredible uh, speed, balance, quickness uh, to stay on the board. Uh, The rest of the blood went to his brain so that he had absolute clarity uh, being fully uh, immersed into the moment. And, of course, when the eyes double, triple shutter speed, that's when he said time kind of slowed down for him. Uh, And he had that uh, awareness of, holy moly, uh, this is the fastest uh, wave I've ever seen. Pretty amazing. And think about, you know, it's not just a 100-foot wave. It's a 100-foot raging wall of water. You know, it's not an exaggeration to say that he engaged in sport with a natural disaster. Well, wow, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. A natural disaster. Everybody else is going to run at that point. 
Well, hopefully uh, it gets certified officially. Uh, We're waiting on that official uh, certification or verification, but uh, it will. He's in the World Surf Leagues. Uh, uh, There is a a league of professional surfers around the world, and the he will get the big wave award, uh, which is amazing. Hopefully, he can hold that record. But there's always somebody looking for a bigger way. But I, I don't know how you get one bigger than that. Yeah. That is a tsunami wave. Let's go ahead and jump over to baseball here. And just a, a wonderful example of doing what you can to build loyalty, to build relationships, to build teams, and to make your name mean something. So CC Sabathia missed out on a, a $500,000 cash bonus. He missed it uh, because he wound up getting pulled from the game. He was just six outs shy of a half a million dollars, and the team decided to just go ahead and give him the money. Well, and the reason that he missed out, he was not conscious. Maybe before the game, he knew this was the game that would send him in a bonus time. But someone had hit uh, another pitcher, had hit one of his teammates earlier, and this was a little kind of an unwritten rule retaliation. Uh, and he did retaliate and he, he, he retaliate and he got ejected uh, against six out, out short of a half a million bucks. And uh, the Yankees wound up paying him, which is amazing. And the other thing is they did not want this public. Uh, they didn't do it. The Yankees didn't do this for the publicity. Uh, they just thought it was the right thing to do. And um, he didn't even think about it. He just did it because it was the right thing for him to do. Uh, it, it's kind of an unwritten new, uh, rule in baseball. And uh, they righted the, the wrong of it and uh, awarded him the half million. And in the, um, uh, they have a luxury tax. As going through the luxury tax, uh, that bonus uh, came out uh, that it was paid and uh, that's how the public really found out about it. But both play, uh, both the player and the uh, uh, team didn't want anybody to really know about it. But that's how it came about. Oh, that's really fascinating. You know, for the Yankees to win 27 World Series and be the dominant force that they have been for literally 100 years, that's beyond individual players. That's beyond coaching. You know, those things come and go. But there's something about building an organization around winning and around integrity. And, and that's something that they contributed to with making that decision. Well, that, that's why they're one of the iconic brands in the world. You've got the Manchester United brand, but, you know, the Yankee brand, uh, you can travel all over the world. You can go to Asia, Africa, South America, and you'll see a Yankee hat somewhere. You will see that symbol uh, of the big NY and uh, go Yankees. So New York Yankees, the season hadn't started. You're in the zone. Kudos to you. Let's go ahead. We are the most positive show on the planet. Let's go ahead and pop over to some positive news here. I love positive news. I really do. And, and you know, if you have positive news, if you hear positive news here, share it. Share it. I, we know that uh, through research, negative news travels 22 times faster than positive news. Gossip, rumor, hearsay. So when you hear a positive story or you hear positive news, Shout it out. Send it out. We need to create our own tsunami of positive news. Let's go. We need a 100-foot wall of positivity going. Well, you don't normally think about a music video being something that, that's life-changing for a person. 
And yet over in England, there's a rapper named Bugsy Malone, and he decided to... You I know, think it, Bugsy Malone, that's a... A gangster is that a, a Chicago I think he's or New named York? After a Chicago gangster, yeah. He's a Chicago gangster, yeah. <laughs> a little Bugsy. local connection there. Yeah, a little local collection. Shout out to uh, all the gangsters in the world. <laughs> Go Bugsy! Go Bugsy! So you know, an artist gets a, a promotional budget for a music video. So the the record label gives you money and says, "Here goes, go make a music video." Bugsy decided to use that spotlight to help the uh the homeless population in the manchester area so he asked a guy to be in the video as an actor and they've held this guy's name for privacy reasons well we don't know the full backstory but what we do know is that because of this gentleman being in this this music video his family found out where he was at they reached out to him he was able to actually move back in with his family he now has a job and a girlfriend Come on, that is oh, that's awesome, and, and that's amazing when you think about it. A nice gesture, a good deed, um, and then the music video gets all kinds of PR, and uh, it's spread around. And the next thing you know, life's changed for him. Talk about a zone change. Uh, talk about reinvention of yourself, and he got a bonus girlfriend. Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, I'm laying on the street in a cardboard box. Next thing I know, I'm in a music video, and I got a new girlfriend, a new life, and I've reconnected with my mom. I mean, oh, my goodness. That's life-changing. You know, we got to hop up to Anchorage, Alaska. Congratulations, Bugsy Malone. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, go, Go ahead and hop up to Anchorage, Alaska here. You may have seen this on the news, and then the news story went away, and that's a good thing. So there was a major earthquake in Anchorage, Alaska, and actually my best friend from kindergarten lives in Anchorage. And and know. I was just in Anchorage, uh, Alaska, uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, training all the principals of every school in Alaska. Sounds like a lot, but, uh, you know, there's not that many schools in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, but they had an earthquake in 64 uh, that I believe was nine something, 9.0. 131 casualties. It, it, and um, there are so many pictures of the roads being uh, in upheaval. And as you're going out toward Denali, uh, you can still see some remnants of that earthquake. You know, natural that the the earth had literally changed. That was devastating. I can't imagine 9.0. But success is getting up one more time from a defeat. Yeah, and there isn't even one person that we can point to here. After that 1964 earthquake, engineers, civic leaders, community volunteers said, we are never going to go through this as a community again. Well, and Anchorage is built on a fault. Yeah. So they, uh, they knew it was coming again. They knew it was going to come again. Yeah. And through just excellent regulations, excellent planning, excellent foresight, another major earthquake, not only were there no casualties, but they were up and running in 10 days like nothing had ever happened. That is just stunning. Like, and, and you know, you know that that's when a community gets in the zone uh, that's no politics. Uh, no, there's plenty of differential uh, uh, mindsets in Alaska, like everywhere else, where people have opposing opinions. But for everybody to come together uh, for the benefit of the whole, very impressive. And it just shows you when people are in the zone with a common mission 
it's amazing what we can do. We can overcome pretty much anything. Uh, Anchorage, you're in the zone. And one more piece of positive news here, Jim. I, I do have to ask, do you tend to wrap presents or do you tend to let let the store do that or let Amazon do that because you can order presents wrapped? I do both, but I do like to wrap them. I'm not as good as my significant other. She's a professional, at least in my mind. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of crumply, and but I do my best. But yeah, I, li- I like to put my own little little uh, touch on it, even though it may not be uh, uh, Macy's like. Yeah, I, li- I like to wrap my own presents. Well, we just we I'm interested to see how JetBlue accomplishes their present wrapping. They've got a contest, and check out social media in the next couple days to see this thing. Yeah, we're know, talking about the airline, the airline JetBlue. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a people gift promotion so what? people who you know aren't weren't normally able to get home for christmas jet blue is going to send you home for christmas but what's really funny is for jet, free yes for free round trip round trip and jet blue is actually going to deliver you wrapped up come on <laughs> wow sometimes i have a hard time wrapping a square box a person wow. all right so let me get this straight jet blue the airline is going to fly I, how many people five yeah I, I think five in this contest they're going to literally wrap people up in wrapping paper with a bow, fly them. I, I wonder if they have to fly wrapped or, <laughs> or, or do they wrap them once they get there. But on Christmas Eve, they're going to hand deliver a human wrapped as a present to the loved ones for Christmas Eve. And uh, the people that uh, answer the door are not expecting them to be there. Is that is that, that is that the promotion? Yeah, and you know, I would assume that they were going to put the people in a big box and leave the box in the doorstep. The image they put out on social media is they're actually wrapping people up. You can see arms, legs, head. It looks like a person that's in a, wrapping paper. That's awesome. Oh my goodness, with a bow on the head. Uh Jet Blue, you're in the zone. I hope that promotion really works and uh I can't wait to see uh Instagram or video uh, the actual delivery. I'm sure we're going to have some delivery pictures. Now, Seth, what happens if no one's home? That person <laughs> is put on the front porch, and then someone comes and steals the package. That that, that would be even more shocked than the glitter. Don't you think? People are like, what? what? What's your name? Your name is Bob? I just stole a package of Bob. That's uh, crazy. Anyway, that's my warped little brain. So ho- hopefully someone's there. I did not see those things connecting, but that, that would be unforgettable for yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be unforgettable. You know, Seth, it, it's a great time of the year, and um, enjoy the moment. Uh, be present. Um, look people in the eye. And if you do see someone that maybe has a little tear in their eye and maybe a little sadness, give them a hug. You don't even have to say anything. And... Um, Give a smile. In fact, smile a lot. And, and I really hope that we can get a tsunami of positivity. Uh, it is contagious. And um, Zoniacs, it's time to spread some cheer. It's time to give energy, positive energy, uh, as much as possible. And if you're going through some challenges this time of year, it might be a good time to do a little score check. Uh, it might be a good time to go to the Zone Cafe. Uh, there are five markers here, and we're cooking up <clears throat> these five elements. 
You're only strong as the weakest link of any of these five at any given time. But as we approach uh, uh, the end of the year, how is your self-discipline? Do you need that? The willingness, the commitment. And I think the key to that definition is the commitment to a process, to some routines, to some tasks that are going to lead to some well-defined goals that's going to take you to a vision at some point in time. Do you need self-discipline? Just being aware that you need it may help you commit to whatever it is on your blueprint. Secondly, do you need to focus? It's a time of year where there's a lot to do. The kids are home. Uh, You're still trying to close the fourth quarter at work. You're, You're reaching quotas. You're trying to uh, take care of clients and customers. Um, there is a lot of chaos. Make sure and focus your energy on the things that really matter. Don't neglect that. So if you need to concentrate and add a little more glycogen into your own bloodstream and narrow your focus, be aware that that's what you need. But maybe you need some optimism. And um, if you're feeling a little down, a little pessimistic, and got a little kernel of doubt, Uh, Put a smile on your face. Put your chin up. Uh, It's very difficult to think of negative things with your head above parallel, your chin above parallel. And uh, just shut your eyes and picture what you want as opposed to what you don't want. Uh, If you need that, we're cooking up a giant slab of optimism that that has jurisdiction over your hope and your self-esteem and uh, all of those positive traits uh, like faith and uh, belief and expectancy. Uh, you may have some worry, and uh, you may have some worry about uh, finances. Uh, you may have some uh, worries about the stock market, uh, some things that are beyond your control. And uh, you may have some anxiety, uh, maybe even about what's going to happen in 2019. And You might have anxiety even going home uh, because Uncle Ralph's there and maybe you and Uncle Ralph had a little tiff at the last holiday and maybe you haven't spoken in a while or maybe it's a brother that you've been estranged from. Um, If you need to relax and you need to get your breathing down to six to eight and you need to find that peaceful calm, uh, we got a big, cool drink of relaxation for you. And maybe you just need a little pep in your step. You need a smile on your face. Uh, you need our Happy Meal. I, I know, Seth, you're always cooking up the Happy Meal in the back. We That's on the griddle, and, and we got a big bag of Happy Meals of extreme positivity. That'll give some dopamine into the bloodstream and uh, put a little uh, adrenaline, a little splash of it into your life. You have, at any given time, a higher level of self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. You have a score level, and so does your two-month-old, and so does my grandson, and so does my daughter, and so do my friends, and so do all my clients. We're We're all souls that have score levels that are going through so many human experiences, and, uh, I know that if we're extremely positive, it'll get us through the darkest day. That positivity will be the light. It will be the beacon. And not just for yourself. It'll be a beacon for other people around you. So how about you, Seth? What do you, what do you need? Any, anything? You know, I'm going to choose enjoyment, and 
I'm so glad I've got the room for some enjoyment because I really paid attention to my self-discipline going into the last month of the year, as we've talked about on, you know, on the score check. So, you know, for me, one of the things I'm looking forward to being in the present in is uh, this is not a sponsor, but they do get a shout out the Grand Geneva in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Obviously, we got people listening all over the world, but if you happen to be local every year, they do a gingerbread display. And I, I would say that, that what I thought a, ginger, a gingerbread house could be is elevated. So it's very competitive. Wow. And uh, wow. even though, you know, Ava, my two month old daughter probably isn't going to appreciate the finer points. You've talked to me about, uh, you know, how important it is to establish tradition on year one. And so I'm looking forward to some enjoyment. Uh, one of the most beautiful hotels in America, a little gingerbread house action. Well, I like it. I like it, Seth. I, I really do. And, and I think uh, starting tradition, even though she may not be conscious of what's going on, uh, she's picking up the vibe because there's no doubt she is in the zone, fully locked into the moment. I, I'm going to give myself a, a, a giant uh, drink of relaxation. I, I'm pretty much calm and, and uh, I, I'm not going to say cool, but I, I'm definitely calm and, and, and peaceful. But it is a time where a lot of clients are trying to get a lot done. They have their challenges. I'm on call 24-7. I'm like Denny's, affectionately called Denny's every now and then because I'm always up and always cooking. And, uh, uh, yeah, I want to make sure that uh, I can have some silence between the notes of my life. And take uh, take some time to to clear your mind, to reboot. I want to talk very briefly before we close out. There is a difference between meditation and there is a difference between visualization meditation if you shut your eyes get in a seated position and uh, some will put their forefinger uh, index finger and their thumb together to kind of get some energy connectivity throughout the body get your posture erect put your chin uh, over your sternum and unhinge your jaw and just start some deep breathing you're going to see that your mind's going to, and let it go. Let your mind go. It'll be chaotic. You'll realize that, you know, and 65% of most people's thoughts are in chaos. But the initial start of a meditation is to go from chaos thinking, which we all have periodically, into absolute calm where your mind is clear. Uh, I would wake up every morning. I'd think about my vision, maybe your 2019 vision, your primary arena vision, uh, and then, you know, get up and uh, shower and brush your teeth, get dressed, and then I, I would take a little bit of time, uh, maybe 10 minutes, at least 90 seconds, but 10 minutes would be awesome. Clear your mind and meditate. So meditation is practicing holding your mind in a present state so that when you do get in the zone, you can elongate it and hold it as long as possible. And then it, when that state breaks and you go back into the future or the past, you'll be able to get it back. So meditation helps you practice that. Visualization, on the other hand, is completely different. Yes, it's mental, but it's based on the premise that your subconscious mind, which controls so many things that, for us, it, it, it helps us go after our dreams on a 24-7 basis. It also regulates the body and our health and uh, uh, our blood pressure. Uh, Subconscious is uh, uh, the infinite storehouse, if you will, of all human beings. 
But visualization is a way to program it. And, you know, we came with a zone program uh, that is acted upon immediately and triggered when there's trauma or stress. But uh, by using visualization, uh, you can hardwire your subconscious uh, to go out and do things um, without thinking about it. And uh, visualization is incorporating all the senses based on the premise your subconscious mind does not know the difference between fantasy and reality. So have some proactive visualizations in these next coming days and weeks before this year is out. Think about what you want as opposed to what you don't want. And if you can incorporate sound and smell and taste, if that's appropriate, but incorporate all the five senses when you visualize, um, subconscious doesn't know fantasy from reality. And when you go to sleep at night, that's definitely the time to visualize because your subconscious records whatever it is, good or bad, and it'll replay it 15 to 20 times. And that's how you use sleep in a proactive way to be your genuine, authentic best self. So everyone, have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. And enjoy a zone moment with family and friends. Be in the zone, everybody. It's the only place to be. Need more help getting to the zone or want to check out some of Jim's books? Follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Fannin or visit JimFannon.com for more incredible tips to help you become your best, most authentic self. This has been the Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Everybody, here you go. You ready for this? One of my favorite people, my personal spiritual guru, my soul sister from B-Soul Studio. Welcome to Duffified Live, Sally Young. Sometimes through the most painful periods of our life when we feel most alone, it's really the universe kind of clearing the way so that you can, you know, just organically arrive at your truth, you know? Yeah. And um, you you just said something right there and you said, I think I'm happy right now. And you are happy. Like, why not own that and say, you know, I am happy right now. It can only get better than that. My actual, my mantra, I think I might've told you this already. My Every year for my birthday, I come up with a mantra. And this year it's, what's the best that could happen? Oh, I like that. What's the best that could happen? Whereas most people um, would say, what's the worst that can happen? Totally. And I actually came to arrive at that because I found myself as I was, I was in a perfect scenario. I'm at the beach. I'm riding my bike blocks to the beach. It's a beautiful day, like sun shining. Like what kind of problems could you possibly have? But as I'm riding my bike, I'm caught in all this worry. I'm worried about, you know, all kinds of things. The list is endless. And, and I, in the moment I, I, became conscious and aware of my thoughts and was the observer of where I was placing my attention. And in that moment, I snapped out of it. I I love awareness because awareness gives us a choice. You can stay in the shit or you can make a choice to pull yourself out of it and see life through a different perspective. But it was in that moment that I thought, how, why am I planning 
subconsciously, I'm not even aware of it. It's so ingrained in me to worry that why would I be planning and preparing for the worst case scenario? Why would I ever do that? Why would I not plan for the best case scenario? Why wouldn't I be saying to myself, what's the best that can happen? You know? So I've been using that mantra and I'm sharing it with everyone. Now we're sharing (laughs) it with everyone on the air today because I, I, I think that it's, um, it's, you know, life is all how we look at things. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.